The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. It's episode 128 of the Drive-By Podcast. What's going on? Freeway Frank hanging out late night at my studio. One episode this week, and it happens to drop on a Friday. That's just the way it's been the last couple of weeks. I mentioned it on my last podcast. This summer, I was looking forward to doing more podcasts. Now, I'm looking forward to doing more podcasts as we get closer to September. As of right now, it's tough to do anything. My wife was out tonight. She's out again tomorrow night. When she's out, when she's doing stuff, whether work-related or with friends, I have to stay home with my dog. My dog's not 100% or anywhere close to being 100% yet. My wife shared a video of my dog the other day, my dog Enzo, who, by the way, turns 13 today. And otherwise, besides the fall I mentioned on this very podcast on the last episode, besides the fall, besides the fact that he doesn't walk very well, this guy eats like a champ, poops like a champ, pees like a champ, everything else is, is it's him, but he can't walk very well. He's wobbly. He's like, it looks like he's had a few drinks, but he hasn't. My wife posts some footage of Enzo on the back grass peeing and then he does a face he does a face plant it's sad i told my wife why are you posting that she goes well i'm trying to show the progress yeah you're showing our dog it's sad i I, it bothers me to see it because i have to see it live and then i see it on instagram and then she reminded me frank i don't have all the followers that you have i don't have the people anyone on my instagram is my friend or a close acquaintance somebody that knows me they're not going to judge i'm like okay it's not about judging because i don't give a shit what people think but she posts this video and i see it and it and it hurts you know like it just you know when your heart breaks when you see a video of an animal suffering to me always seeing videos of animals suffering or it just affects me in a certain way okay not to say that i'm not sympathetic or have empathy for fellow humans because i do but an animal just crushes me because i feel like they're helpless and i remember Earlier in the summer, I ran over a chipmunk, or I don't know what it was, crossing the street, country road in Ontario, and it affected me for the next three or four hours. It's just who I am. Take it or leave it. So watching this video made me sad. Made me realize my dog, who, as I said, is having a birthday today, is just getting older. And then we find out that my in-law's dog, Dexter, died today as well. It's just horrible. Uh, dog had to be put down today he was supposed to turn 13 he was literally a month a month after enzo and he died on my dog's birthday which makes it even more sad because they've been together for so long when they see each other but the last time we went over to ontario was the last time that we we um will ever see dexter again who's just a beautiful dog so this is this is how it's been the last couple of weeks so the minute my wife Pulls into the driveway, I leave. She goes, you're really going now? I go, yeah, I promised I promised the people. I promised the people I would be doing a podcast. It would be dropping at midnight tonight. And so here I am in the latest session ever. 
So if I sound like I'm out of energy, I am. A couple more things off my chest. Then I'm driving here, and it's, it's later in the evening, right? It's approaching, getting close to midnight. And I'm driving here, and Montreal is just, nothing's changed ever since I was a kid. In the summertime, they, they fix the roads, they do everything, but it takes them forever to do anything. Like today, we had a lot of water, we had flooding, and highways were flooded, and people were showing the video. I'm like, this is not any different than, I remember in the 90s, when I was living here, in the 80s, highways flooded, there was a, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed because the city is old. They've never fixed things, or when they fix things, they patch it up. It's Band-Aids all over. And then it, they never solve the problem because I don't know if it's Montreal is corrupt for so long, probably still is. We also know that the city is old, yes. And we also know that summers are short. They don't have enough time to fix things. But it just seems like when things get built in other cities, it happens quick. Here, bridges take half a decade train systems take half a decade it's just things take too long to get done here it's just the slowest freaking place it's turtle speed at all times i'm driving to get here and look it still only took me 13 minutes from across the bridge to, to my studio here but i'm telling you it's like there's obstacles everywhere. Obstacles. like You're on the opposite side of the road. Then you're on another road. They're bringing you on another. And then I'm, I turn on the radio for the first time in a long time here in Montreal. And I'm listening to, to seat because that's what they do now, right? All the radio stations that are owned by a specific company, they air CTV national news on the radio so that they don't have, there's no local news anymore. <laughs> Why even have a radio station? Exactly. Uh, by the way, I'm going to get to the online internet act in a second. So I'm listening, and they're talking about the fires in Maui, and it's all dramatic. And now listen, I know a lot of people died. These fires are serious. It's devastated Maui and Hawaii. We have friends there. I was texting back and forth earlier this evening Good people who live there that we know on the other side of the island, they're safe. Lots of Canadians vacationing there. It's sad to see that. But the way they do the news. And I don't know. I just, I remember being in these buildings and never remember the drama at the level that it is now, right? And you know that under their breath, it's always, it's always climate change. It's always politicizing. Just do the news. Tell us the facts. Tell us about the devastation. But don't act like this has never happened before. Maybe it hasn't happened in Hawaii, but uh, it's happened in New Orleans with Katrina. It's happened in Florida with Hurricane Andrew. Should I keep going? Typhoon after hurricane after tsunami. And this has been happening forever. Natural disasters. Ottawa, the floods and the waters that came down and the, the weather and uh, the hot weather in Vancouver, the heat warnings. Like this has never happened before. Reality check, it's always happened. There's always something every year that happens somewhere. This is not new. Now, I'm not a climate change denier, but I'm also not a climate alarmist either. And what they're doing when you're listening to the news in today's world, when you're listening to any one of these bullshit channels, 
It's to scare the shit out of you, to make you feel vulnerable at all times. This is what the news does. It's not about reporting anymore. It's about freaking you out. That's what it's about. And then let's well, let's talk about what's happening on Meta, Instagram, Facebook. Earlier this week, you woke up to Instagram no longer showing you. You're not able to see. If I, so if I go to Instagram right now, and God forbid I wanted to go to the CBC Instagram, which I would just never go to, but people in Canada can't see this content. In response to the Canadian government legislation, news content can be viewed in Canada. Think about this for a second. I put in Rebel News. I put in CBC News, CTV News, the, the old radio station I worked at, which is not even a news station. You can't view them in Canada anymore. Now, when this online bill was introduced by the federal government, the liberals, they made it sound, a scam alert, by the way, scam alert, it's another scam alert brought to you by your buddy, Freeway Frank. And trust me when I tell you this, I worked in media for 30 years minus two months. And this is a scam. The Trudeau government couldn't just ban sites that were considered to be conservative or right-wing whether it was Rebel News, True North, I don't know. Whoever is saying whatever they want but is disagreeing with the Trudeau government, which nowadays is everybody, he can't just say, we're going to get rid of all this misinformation, disinformation. We're going to get rid of all this stuff on the right side. And we're going to keep the CBC, we're going to keep the CTV, you know, <laughs> all the outlets that the Trudeau government funds and gives money to. He can't do that. So the easiest way to do this is force Facebook and Instagram meta to either pay for these platforms or no choice. If they can't pay, they got to suspend these platforms from being seen in Canada. The ridiculousness is they can be seen anywhere else. So now you got CBC News. Uh, expats anywhere around the world can see it, but in Canada, you can no longer see it. Does this make any sense? So you have to think there's got to be, there's got to be a reason for this. This is the reason I'm telling you this is the reason. The reason is not so these companies could get paid by the companies profiting off of them, Meta, Instagram. This is what they're telling us, but it's a whole bunch of bullshit. This is not why. Because what they're doing, actually, by suspending news content provided by news providers here in Canada, and as I said, radio stations that have nothing to do with it, is not allowing their radio listeners or TV viewers to go on and get their news from Facebook or Instagram anymore. They can't do that anymore. So imagine this. The CBC can no longer reach Montrealers, Torontonians, people from coast to coast, radio stations that are posting on their Instagram. None of their listeners can no longer see. This is such a farce, but it makes me laugh. They deserve it. In so many ways, they deserve it. And I'm laughing. And I'm laughing because I predicted this long ago, that next would be the censoring of the internet. And all. There you go. Now it's happened. Among other things that... Nut jobs, nut jobs, I say in quotes, nut jobs like me, 
There's a lot of people on the other side listening to this uh, that are uh, that are, have been called nut jobs too. That's why you're here, because <laughs> nut jobs attract nut jobs. Wink, wink. I'm saying we're looking pretty good right now with every day, every week, every month that follows. A new thing comes out. Hey, sounded crazy a couple of years ago. Today, it's just the norm. And this is just another one of those things. How long will this go on before the news outlets start complaining to the Canadian government saying, hey, we can't, I mean, this, there's got to be some kind of exception here because now our viewers, our listeners can no longer see the content we post to social media. How long before they overturn it? Or does just this continue? Because it's absolutely ridiculous. It's insane. It's lunacy. But do we expect anything else from the liberals and the Trudeau government? And by the way, if I hear one more time, whether it's on a golf course, whether it's meeting somebody and having a bite somewhere, or you're having a coffee somewhere at a cafe, and somebody says to me, one more time, I'm telling you, I'm going to walk away from them. If I hear one more person say to me, well, who else are you going to vote for, Frank? Uh, the liberals are the lesser of two evils. Really? The lesser of two evils? Like, we haven't shown you enough examples. Not that we or me or anyone has to show you any examples. You see them right before you. I mean, you've got to be an idiot, a complete and utter moron to still be supporting this party. You could still be liberal. No problem. You could still be left of the uh, spectrum and say, this government is insane. Trudeau is a narcissist. These people, they're out of touch. They have a choice now to vote for the party that's telling you uh, they're going to cut the carbon tax. Uh, they're going to allow 30, 40, 50,000 immigrants to come here as nurses, engineers, doctors, to actually be nurses, doctors, and engineers. They're going to get rid of the gatekeepers. They're going to make Canada function the way it was functioning a decade ago when things were good, by the way. Now it's a complete and utter mess. The economy's a mess. Everything's a mess. And I saw a headline, didn't read the article. Can't remember if it was the New York Times or the Washington Post. Somebody wrote an article about the prime minister, Trudeau, saying, you never know what's going on with him because no matter what, he's always smiling and waving. And that is, in a nutshell, who Justin Trudeau is. He's delusional. I always say it. He's like Leaf fans. He should be a Leafs fan. I know he's a Habs fan. He should be a Leafs fan. He's absolutely out of touch. Ever see him getting into the vehicle? His motorcade, 37-card motorcade, by the way, climate change. Yeah, okay. Getting onto his private jet now, made the announcement. He's heading over to uh, British Columbia for his vacation. I don't give a shit where he or his family is going on vacation. I only care about how he's running this country. And by the way, he's running it to the ground. So whether he's on the plane paid by taxpayers, whether he's on that 37-car motorcade with 52 security personnel protecting his ass because he's hated everywhere around the country, whatever he's doing, waving to imaginary people, and the people who still follow him, who, in my opinion, have completely lost touch with what's going on. People that miss the boat, they keep missing the boat. You know, like you miss the boat once, twice, three times, a lady. You miss it four, five, six, seven times. You're not getting to your destination. You're not getting back home. You're not getting to work. You're not getting from point A to B if you keep missing that boat. 
How many more times does this guy have to mess things up before you realize he's just not the man for the job, never was, and he's run us into the ground? Trudeau, he uh, goes to the movies with his kids. He's posting, first with his son, then with his daughter. He's going and see Oppenheimer. He's going and see Barbie. And look at these people. They're having a freak out. No, we're not having a freak out. He said last week that they need some privacy at this difficult moment. And the guy, every moment he has an opportunity, it's another photo op. But you wanted privacy. Now you're posting with your daughter. Now you're posting with your son. Now you're posting saying you're going on vacation. Robbie Robertson just passed away. Lead singer of the band. Singer-songwriter. What does Trudeau post? A picture. He tweets a picture of him and Robbie Robertson. Which, if it was just him and Robbie Robertson, they're both smiling side to side, and he says some nice words like he did, I'd be like, okay, I get it. You know, I meet people, people I like. If they're no longer around, they pass away. You post a picture saying, wow, I had a great experience with this person. I get it. You know which picture he posts? Look, some people think I'm obsessed with Trudeau. No, it's not obsession. It's, it's that there's so much lunacy surrounding this guy and the things he does and the narcissism. It's just oozing. You know, you know when, when you have a pimple? And it just continues to, I know this is a horrible example, but it continues to ooze. His narcissism just continues to ooze. So he tweets a picture of him and Robbie Robertson. But what do you see in the picture? It's him hugging Robbie Robertson. We see the back of Robbie Robertson's head. And you see Trudeau's face. That's the picture he puts up. <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. He puts a picture of him. And Robbie Robertson, we only see the picture of the prime minister. And then he, he writes something sentimental. You didn't have a picture of him and Robbie Robertson standing side by side, both smiling with each other, shaking hands. No, it's the one where you see Trudeau. And it, again, it's about him, right? It's never about, the guy just died. It's about me. What kind of a person tweets a picture and says something sentimental about somebody, but then just shows himself in the picture? Does he have people working for his social media? I, I know he's the prime minister. He's probably not said, you know, he's not, he maybe he's approving the picture. He's probably not tweeting himself like Donald Trump used to do on the toilet at four o'clock in the morning. You, you remember that when Trump was president? I remember so many times, 3.50 a.m., 2.30 a.m. The guy's probably taking a dump on the toilet seat and he was tweeting. The guy never slept. I mean, who else? Not some crony you're paying eight to $15 an hour is going to be tweeting for Donald Trump at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't care how much the guy wants a job in politics or whatever. Uh-uh. Doesn't work like that. That person that works for the social media department of the White House is sleeping at that time. Trump was tweeting while he was crapping in the middle of the night. Trump was tweeting 24-7. So if it's not Trudeau who's actually tweeting, then who is running the social media account? What bonehead always makes him look like a narcissist? So whoever's running it, even if he's not tweeting it, it must be Trudeau sending him the pictures. Or here, here's what I want to say. Here's the picture. I mean, it has to be him. Or Trudeau, at some point, you would think the guy has a half a brain, would have said, why are you always putting up pictures of me? You know, don't make it about me. Make it about whoever I'm talking about. No? Because that's the first thing I would notice. 
especially if I was Prime Minister of Canada, how are people going to perceive this? Now, I know as I said at the beginning of this podcast, I don't care what people think. I don't. But I'm not the Prime Minister of Canada. If I'm the Prime Minister of Canada and I'm a public servant and my salary is paid by the people and the people vote me in, then I work for the people. I work for Canadians. Therefore, you have to be very aware of public perception and how people are going to view anything you do because you represent them on a global scale. Every day, when people think of Canada, they think of Justin Trudeau now, and it's a, an embarrassment. Still the Prime Minister of Canada. He's, he's done a lot of damage. I mentioned many times, this, is another, this, this, this actually made me angry for about five seconds, made me laugh out loud for about 10 seconds, and then made me move on immediately thereafter. Because I can't believe how nasty, how mean, low some people are. So I know when I get, how bad is this? I know when I get a negative, and I don't get too many nowadays, but when I get a negative DM sent to me, I know I automatically scroll up. And in my mind, I play games. This is what I do. I play games. And I go, oh, this is for sure somebody who didn't like, has a preconceived notion about me, didn't like what I said during COVID, didn't like what I said, and now is attacking me for something else. Guaranteed. And every time I scroll up, I scroll up. Oh, keep going, Frank. Keep going up. Keep going up. There it is. There it is, them berating me for something I said two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. Ah, yeah, there it is. They can't let it go. They can't let it go. So any other thing I post, whether it's about Trudeau, whether it's about uh, gender ideology, whether it's about how nuts people are nowadays, how the world has flipped its lid, how everything is insane and makes no more sense anymore, how people are too sensitive, how cancellation is out of control, whatever it is. I know it's because they didn't like what I had to say during one of our most tumultuous moments in all of our lives. One of the biggest things to have happened to all of us because it affected all of us in some way. So I know, I scroll up. So I get these two nasty, absolutely nasty and cruel messages sent to me. When I posted that my dog wasn't doing well, and by the way, it wasn't my post, it was my wife's post and I reposted because I thought my, my wife captured the, the, the sentiments so beautifully. And I thought, I'm just going to repost this because she tagged me. And I don't have to write anything else. I talked about it on a previous podcast. I don't have to say anything more on social media. That's it. Okay? I'm not trying to get attention. I'm not trying to be a victim. Neither is my wife. My wife had an emotional moment as a dog mama. We don't have kids. She wrote about our baby, Enzo. I reposted it. Can you believe if I told you I got two messages from people who wrote to me wishing me ill will when it comes to my dog's recovery? I couldn't believe it. I immediately went and see, oh, look at that. Zero posts, zero followers, following zero, right? So these are, or another one had very, very low posts, you know, like no posts, 15 followers, 
following 10 people, whatever. And, and you know they're, they're just, whatever they're called, burner accounts, whatever. These are people who uh, don't want to reveal, want to remain anonymous. And they're going to write to you because they're scumbags. They're complete jerk-offs. They're lowlifes. They have nothing better to do. They hate you for reasons why they can't even explain it, but they don't like you. Whatever you said hurt them. They took it personally, whatever. And it was never meant any of the criticisms I had during the last three years or ever were never personal attacks. They're just thoughts and opinions that I have. Don't like it? Why are you still listening to my podcast? Don't like it? Why are you still following me? But these people are demented. These people should be committed because when you write to somebody wishing and laughing at the fact that your dog is not well, they laugh and then they make a cruel comment to you, laughing and laughing at me, almost like, good, you deserve it. It's like, honestly, I saw that and I thought to myself, I don't like people. I don't like people because I think there's a lot of sick people out there like that. A lot of people, and, and this is not right to say I don't like people. This is why I like animals, because animals will never do that. People, I know are hurt. I know they've gone through a tough time. I know people have emotional baggage, mental baggage, whatever it is. Physical harm was caused to them when they were growing up. Some of them, it's not their fault. Some of them haven't been rehabilitated. Some of them don't have the intelligence or the IQ to understand or put together two sentences or even try to figure out why they shouldn't be sending people something like that some don't even understand what karma might be it, anyway i could go on and on about this but it makes me look at people and lose completely lose hope lose hope for people because knowing that people like this exist and by the way many people like this exist because you don't have to dm somebody and write to somebody and say something nasty and hurtful and hateful to somebody just to make yourself feel good and know that you affected that person. Oh, by the way, I'm not affected, just so you know. I know it might sound like I'm affected, but I wanted to mention it because it's so insane. These two messages were so insane. I don't even know if they came from the same person. I thought to myself, what adult would have the time to find the time to, to make up some account and then write me something like that and, and wish my dog uh, death? It, it's just, it's crazy, people. It re this is insanity. And these insane people, they're mentally ill. They want to do you harm. And there's a lot, of, a lot of them out there. And the world is a less safe place. You know, before these people were uh, locked away, put in straight jackets and, and sent away. And now, uh, you know, we're trying to rehabilitate or normalize some of these behaviors where when you say something that is purely fact and true to these people, and they don't like it, they're coming after you. And so it's easier for somebody to be a target too when the, the person is public and making opinions and taking stances like I do sometimes. But anyway, fear not, these people don't occupy my mind. I wanted to mention it because I wanted you to know that these people exist and there are people out there right now who do wish you harm. And again, they don't have to write you a DM to tell you that. They could just be thinking it. And they could be wishing you the malocchio, the evil eye. And you don't even know it.
You know, people say people are genuinely good. No, people are not genuinely good. People are genuinely bad. There are a lot of good people, yes, but there are a lot more bad people. And I used to think there were a lot more good people. No, there are a lot more bad people. I know it's sad, but it's true. A lot more bad people. And you say, well, Frank, if you have thousands of people writing to you and they're saying nice things, and only two are wishing or ill will towards your dog, then that's a pretty good that's some pretty good stats there. You're a guy when you know when it, that's all about the stats when it comes to stats. Then you shouldn't worry about it. No, it's because those two people out of a thousand are the ones you got to worry about. Because you know the 998 that might like you or even pretend to like you are not spending their their days or nights starting accounts and uh, hiding behind um, an alias or Instagram handle wishing harm on you or saying something absolutely inappropriate to you, right? You would think that. Even though some of them may think it, they're not actually taking it. I mean, it takes effort. When you make it an effort to reach somebody and say something absolutely mean and nasty, how bad a person do you have to be? You know, there's nothing good about you at that level. There's something psychologically wrong with you when you seek to do that. Unless you're 11 years old and you haven't fully developed, your brain hasn't fully developed, if you're an adult and you're sending people those kinds of messages, you're sick. You're sick in the head. You need help. Get it now before it's too late. Episode 128 of the Drive-By Podcast has come and gone. I was laughing, I was laughing under my breath. This is like, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not a good re not a good thing to record a podcast late at night. Man, could Frank just spew it out? I wasn't trying to spew out any negativity. I'm just you could call it a rant, you could call it whatever you want. But it's it's how I feel. And I appreciate you listening in. Please review, comment on Apple, five star on Spotify, or check out any of the past episodes on YouTube. We'll catch you again for the next episode. Da 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 da. I'm Freeway Frank. Ciao for now. The Drive By with Freeway Frank. The Drive By podcast is brought to you by Own Space. <laughs>